sitting here wishing on a cement floor Just wishing that I had just something you wore I put it on Hello, my super creeps and scary monsters. This is a very special episode of Crash South Street. I'm Joe the Lion, and with me as always is Lady Stardust. Can you have a special episode when we're only four in? Sure. Yeah, I guess we can. I'm afraid we have to tonight. Anyways, this is Trash South Street, and that's Lucessa and I am Lucy. Yeah, how you special doing? Special episode, aka Bowie episode. The Bowie episode. Before we get into Bowie, we're gonna, well, I'm gonna talk about two things I listened to over yeah. the uh, <laughs> last couple weeks. One band called Wolves Attack. They're out of Philly. They're a metallic hardcore punk band. Um, I got to see them play last Friday at the Polish Club in Phoenixville. Oh, how was that? I knew you. I forgot you were going. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. Um, they dress up like wolves. Some of them like have Ooh, like. I like that. They're almost like Guar with like wolves. Oh. They actually opened for Guar when they were in Philly. They were fun. They're, they they have a spray bottle of blood and they're trying to spray oh, people. Oh, that's awesome. Like, apparently they're they're fairly new. Their uh, their demo I think was out maybe October or November. It's pretty good if you're into that type of stuff, like growling vocals. It's like kind of heavy. They do have a free download on Bandcamp. Five song demo, and my favorite song is "Pack to the Future." <laughs> Like a wolf pack, you get it? I, I get future. it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> but they, they're, they're going to be very fun live, especially if they've only been playing out maybe three, four months. Yeah, I think I'd like they, to see them. Yeah, they were, it was a good time. Yeah, we did, we stayed for a couple bands. Like, I, I thought Wolf Attacks was the best band. Um, we saw Bitter Rivals. I forget the other band. We didn't stay the whole show, as I said. Because, you know, we're old. And we're yeah. like, eh, it's time to go home. Yeah. Mow my bones. I want to beat the traffics. But, yeah, especially for a free download, check them out. They're uber fun live mm-hmm. if you get to see them. I think they're playing January 12th at the Voltage Lounge. I forget with who. But uh, if you have nothing to do, go check them out. They're fun. The second album or seven inch that I got in the mail uh, was this band Defeater. I've, I've talked about them with uh, the best of saying it was like one of my uh, honorable mentions anyway they had uh out of the blue i saw on facebook or email saying oh we have this new seven inch out it's available now get it I'm like, okay shit and it's on blue vinyl real pretty so i put it on and i was like is this the same band it sounds nothing like yeah. defeater it <laughs> sounds like it's i'm not saying it's not me i'm not saying it's bad but I would never in a million years, if you put this on, I would be like, who's this? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Total. They sound like this indie, indie punk. I'm not, yeah. I wouldn't even say they're punk. It was like this indie, like, uh, indie band that's with, it's overproduced. I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. I just would never know. The feeder's usually like a melodic hardcore, but he's like kind of growling. And they have a, yeah. they usually have a concept of World War II, uh, this one family that, had like a father brother all fighting in World War II. Uh, anyway, they they do this concept thing. Anyway, I wasn't all that impressed with it. Oh well, you know we gotta. They can't all be winners. I, I was. Guess. I mean, I I can listen to it. I listened to it twice, and I was like, I this is just weird. <laughs> so that's my story. Oh, oh that's good. <laughs> so I got a couple of things to oh, say. Oh, by the way, um, the the seven inch is called uh, Still and True. Mm-hmm. Here's something I want to ask you, completely independent off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about LCD Sound System having a new album come out? I'm excited. Yeah? I think it's awesome. Are they totally having a new album? I know uh, Peter, or not Peter, um, James Murphy uh, was saying 
he was either going to go with an LCD or James Murphy, but he didn't really care either. I think I, the article I saw said they're doing an LCD. And I guess some fans are like pissed off because they're like, you said LCD sound system was done. But he he did, but at the same time, he was also like, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised in a couple of years if I feel like putting it's, it's something like, out. The, like the only time they were going to release Crisis on Infinite Earths, yeah, except for the much. 18 times after that. Well, they, they did all like the la- their last two or three shows in Madison Square Garden, not, not in Madison Square Garden, somewhere in New York, and uh, it sold out. Yeah. And people... We're like, oh, this better be the last show, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I, I wish we would have saw him. We had the chance to see him, like, in 2008 or something, but it was a Wednesday, and that's when I was mm-hmm. actually managing the comic store. Oh, wow. And I was like, I can't get there on a Wednesday night, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I was like, who the hell cares? Should have just yeah. went. But So maybe you'll get a chance now. Yeah, I heard they're not the greatest live, because... I got you. I, I, I've missed my chance a couple times. Every mm-hmm. time I went to England, for some reason, they were playing. Yeah. yeah I would oh. miss them. Oh, well. Oh, shuckers. Whatevs. But what? I, I am excited. Yeah. I, I like LCD sound system a lot. That's good. So, um... How about you? What uh, album did you end up well, uh, listening well, to? So, I had two albums picked out before, we'll say, The Unpleasant Events of Monday. So, I was going to... It doesn't matter what the one was. I was actually going to do three. Um, I was going to do one that we'll talk about next week. I was going to do one by... Um, do you know who Mary Timoney is? No. She would be one of the people, and she's a Wild Flag. Oh, okay. She's a solo artist, and she's in a band now called X Hex. Oh yes, I, you know X Hex. Mm-hmm, they're very good. Well, I'll talk about them next time. So originally, when this was just going to be our next regular podcast, I was going to do those bands, mm-hmm. and I was going to do Black Star. Needless to say, a little kink in our plans Monday. So so let me lay it out for you a little bit. What was the date? It was the 11th, because the 8th was a Friday, which was David Bowie's birthday. So I get up early. Um, I had pre-ordered Black Star. Very excited about this album. If you listen to our first podcast, I was very excited. Um, we reviewed the single Black Star. I wish I would watch the video. <laughs> I think you watch the video now. I the know I can't. Go away. No, I was like, I watched half of it, and then I didn't want the well, bill of video to ruin the song well yeah so it put everything in a different light yeah so i got up and i listened to it and i loved it immediately the first song black star even in our first podcast i was like well i think is david bowie questioning his own relevance probably a lot truer than we realized originally and i'm going to say a lot of things now that i don't know are exactly mysteries or haven't been discussed at this point monday i'm getting gas at the wawa and I happen while I'm doing that because it's yeah it's 2016 and we have like two minute attention spans. I look at my smartphone and I see a a little like the Huff HuffPo the Huffington Post icon. So I swoop down. Rock star David Bowie dead at 69. And first I was like, huh? Gua? And I couldn't believe it. And I'm not saying you know everyone loves David Bowie. Well, most people love David Bowie. I don't think Angela Bowie particularly loves David Bowie. She might be the only one. But, like, it was... I, I'm a, a tremendous David Bowie fan. You know how I found out? I told you. I was laying in bed, and I'm like, yeah. why is my phone going yeah, off? Yeah, because I was I was stunned. 6.09 in the morning. But it was stunned. Like, I almost... Okay. I was going to get up soon anyway. Yeah. It was like... Well, I thought you got up early because of young Victor. Yeah, but he's been sleeping until, like, uh, 6.30, uh, 6.40. So, it, honestly, so that baby screwed deal. me yet again. <laughs> I was more like, fuck, it's... Or, oh shit, David Bowie's dead. That yeah. sucks. Well, I couldn't believe it. I actually considered, I was like, should I even go into work today? I went into work because I'm like, you know, I didn't know him personally. 
Um, I knew him through his music. And I did dick all all day. I did like one thing. We we talked about this either last podcast or the second. We were talking about when a celebrity died. Or because Lemmy died. Yeah, that, like, so it was last one. Yeah. And we're like, oh, what would really affect you? And it was just kind of mm-hmm. foreshadowing for this episode. No. So, yeah. yeah uh, uh, we should have kept not podcast. I know. And then, of course, um, as an aside, Alan Rickman died yeah. yesterday. Or they announced it yesterday. Yeah. I've... Also of cancer. Also at 69. Mm-hmm. Also a Brit. So Crazy. if you're British, you're going to get cancer. I, I think that's the take Luckily, my dad's turning 70 next month. Yeah. And he didn't get that. And he's hand, not British. Well, he got that hand jibber from Keith Richards we found <laughs> yes, out. He's yes. like, oi, mate. It's on a plane. I don't know. It's keys. that those Brits. Uh, genetics. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. So I digress. <laughs> David Mo- Bowie like, so it means a lot to me. It means a lot to a lot of people. But people were coming up to me at work like I had lost uh, my grandmother. I mean, seriously. Even my boss was like. So, here your boy died. <laughs> Did you have up. like the little Ziggy's Stardust makeup I, on? And, like... I really, I wanted someone in the worst <laughs> way. Just, but it's all smeared because there's tears. <laughs> That's great. That'd be horrible. <laughs> um, They're like, it, uh, Mr. Sessa, are you okay? <laughs> call me, call me Ziggy. <laughs> I really wanted somebody, someone to give me the Aladdin saying lightning bolt across my eye in the worst way possible. Um, I did not ask. Of course, if anyone's listening to this and they're willing to do that, so I can take a picture and then immediately wash it off, hit me up on our Trash South Street Facebook. Yes, yes. But you know what? So anyway, I, I plan to do Black Star mm-hmm. originally, just as a matter of course. I listened to it. I was in love with it. It was probably the best album he's done since Outside. Which is sort of one of his latter day albums that I think is a bit underrated. I don't think I don't think as many people enjoy it or talk about it like they should. Mm-hmm. But anyway, get to it. Bro. So let me review. So, like by now, everyone's pretty much figured out that it was sort of his swan song. His swan song, and it was quite literally his goodbye to his fans. Each song seems to ruminate on death or a different aspect of death. So Black Star, we pretty much covered. Yeah. It's sort of him questioning his relevance after he died. Mm-hmm. And Black Star has that sort of vaguely Middle Eastern theme. It's very nice, very pretty. Like it's like a song in three parts. Mm-hmm. It was a pity she's a whore. Is sort of one I referred to them as industrial acid jazz tone poems. Okay. This one had like a nine inch nails kind of beat. Cool. cool. It said it was wild, full of energy. And I think this sort of reflected like his young and reckless years when he was just going forth doing whatever you know when when he was having the orgies and just doing coke of some prostitutes ass. i think of rice i don't know if he need to praise david bowie unless he could <laughs> fuck whoever he wanted probably and did so that's sort of like you say you know wasting your time allotted to you and these mm-hmm. are my interpretations um lazarus which has sort of starts out like a joy division-esque like guitar and drum beat mm-hmm. Did you hear that was one of the biggest downloads or watched on YouTube? Or it got $1.1 million. I saw a thing yesterday, as an aside, that 18 of his albums are in the top 100 yeah, of the UK everyone's chart. Going crazy with them. I mean, Lazarus shot to number one. Mm-hmm. And all, I mean, Black Star. And just to point, people are quick to point out that it was well on its way to number one in the, you know, in the two days that he wasn't dead. Crazy. So Lazarus, I said, is sort of about moving on or reflecting on the um, the life he lived. And there's a lot of speculation as to 
who the bluebird is in the song or what the bluebird represents. I don't have any theories yet, but I know there's like some fan theories about that. Sue is another um, industrial acid rock tone poem. And I think that one is about, I'll say, the psychological aspects of dying, um, telling your family, um, telling your loved ones and saying goodbye. Girl Loves Me, which has the, the tagline, Where the fuck did Monday go? Some people speculate, I don't think this is it, that he was that in on it that he knew he'd be dead by Monday, given the time he was released, and that's what that reflects. I doubt it. I don't think so. I think that one represents the physical aspects yeah. of dying. I think it could be, I'm going to be dead soon. If yes, I'm exactly. And it's sort of like, oh shit, it got released on Wednesday. And that was close but, to Monday. Yeah, it I can, mean, it's, it's, it's fucked it up. So. Dollar Days, it's about enjoying the simple things. And then I can't give it away as sort of the final musings on your deathbed. Is it kind of like Golden Years, but Dollar Days? It's kind of. A, yeah, that's very good, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I didn't even listen to it, but. So, Girl Loves Me is my favorite song in the album, and it's like sort of the most depressing. Well, they're all kind of depressing now that you know that he's, you know, dead, and he knew he was dying, Yeah. and he kept it pretty secret. So, apparently, like, he would email Brian Eno fairly regularly, and they were actually talking about maybe getting something together, and Brian Eno didn't know, and he had sort of posted the last thing David read it, wrote him. And it was just some, like, whatever. And he's like, yeah, now I realize that David was telling me goodbye. That's and crazy. I was like this. Oh. You start crying. No, I didn't cry your, at all. Your eye makeup was I just... told you, Yeah, my, my David Bowie eye makeup was crying. And then my two, my bicolored eyes, my heterochromic eyes. Well, um, that, that deal with the devil, I guess, finally fell through. Yeah. Because I remember, I don't remember if we were, if we put it on the podcast or if we were talking before... And I was like, yeah, David Bowie's looking kind of old. I'm like, I yeah. think that deal with the devil is starting to work Yeah, because out. we were talking about, you know, someone, I don't know who it was, said he was kind of starting to look like David Lynch. Um, someone, someone, not me, because yeah, it was I, you. it wasn't me. But David Bowie was like hot into his 60s. He lasted up until, and you got to figure again, he was Not that he was like kids. hideous, like Quasimodo in that black star, but you could tell he... Starting to look older. He was starting to look his age, but like even the next two years ago, the next day, he was an older man, but he didn't look nah. quite as old. But again, he had he had like two years of cancer treatment. Crazy. Um, so, so was it liver cancer? Was it liver cancer? Is what they're saying. It's a very sad. Well, oh, I guess his daughter's only 15, 16 15, years old. Fifteen, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's fifteen. And I think uh, Duncan is like. 39 or 44 I, oh, okay. I think it's born 1970 oh, okay and like i said you, you read stuff and it's it's hard to say because the man is like i don't think anyone has anything bad to say about david bowie oh plenty bad plenty bad well, <laughs> no, I'm sure. kidding, I'm like kidding. i said other than maybe angela yeah bowie who i don't know one thing I was going to say before we start going into um, favorite songs mm-hmm. and covers and movies and whatnot is i was trying i was thinking the other night of like one person who has went through almost every genre of music and has made an impact, mm-hmm. which pretty much David Bowie did other than I would say like, um, country, you know, yeah. I mean, there, there is some definitely yeah, genres. I'm that sure he would have done it. But just he... how much he has influenced, like, he, like even folk to a point, mm-hmm. like it's space odyssey. Or, uh, yeah. um, uh, well, he came glam, out like mm-hmm. punk metal, uh, like, 
the whole like Philly Sam, not Philly yeah. Sam, but when he would. Well, they call it the Philly Soul and yeah. that Young American. Yeah, exactly. Just there's so many like, electro, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. industrial. He's kind of across the board. Thing. Yeah. Just an influential uh, musician. The only one I could think <laughs> who comes close. I, have you thought about this at all? Like who the next person could be? A little bit, but not really. I mean. Then I could be way off base, but the only person I could think of was Madonna, and she hasn't even crossed over with like metal or, you know. But I she's been she's reinvented herself so many times, but I don't think she definitely hasn't done what Bowie has. Done. I would actually say, yeah, I could see the that closest because person I could think of. It's in that like neither of them really. And this isn't my thought uh, by any means. It was actually Tom Sharpling who I talked to the other day, but he would, or talked about in the last podcast. Um, so he did a Bowie tribute show mm-hmm. and the one thing he said was basically David Bowie never traded in nostalgia, no. which makes sense because David Bowie was always pushing forward, always doing something new. And yeah, Madonna, Only one you know, I could think of. Madonna could have wore those stupid fashions forever mm-hmm. if she well, wanted. She kind of still dresses like a whore. Like that was, well, she does, <laughs> but it was like, remember like eighties, like Madonna and yeah. then she is like very much reinvented herself. Yeah. She still kind of is relevant and. I haven't bought an album. I forget the last one I got. But anyway, um, she still gets on the um, billboard. Or... And I would say people would say Lady Gaga, but I think... Gaga. Gaga, that's what we call her. Lady Gaga. And I think that there are aspects there, but I don't know that Lady too, Gaga too... changes up musically. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. <laughs> too early for her. There, there's a handful yeah. of people I would say that are a little too young that you can't mm-hmm. say that about. Mm-hmm. Because you could even say Hank 3, like country, yeah. metal, punk, like he, mm-hmm. he's young. He's yeah. he's in his 40s, you know. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. And it's weird because, you know, he came out of, not Lady Gaga, um, <laughs> Bowie, David Bowie. Because <laughs> he came out kind of, first it was like like a bit of doo-wop in the early, you know, 60s when he was trying to do shit. Sort of almost like folky. Yeah, that's why um, like, I almost put him in that folk category. Like he talks about, obviously, his first hit was Space Oddity. Yeah. And I, he talks about, it might have been that book you got me last year for Christmas, how that actually kind of set his career back because he was getting offers for, is either it was bigger rooms than he should have been doing at that point, mm-hmm. and he couldn't fill them. Or he couldn't get booked at the, something like that. It, it just kind of screwed him a little was bit. Was he going by Bowie or Jones then? I think, I think he think changed. Bowie. He went Bowie at that because Pretty his early. first album is David Bowie. Yeah. Definitely a, a excellent album. Like I said, the easiest, the best album since. I said Outside. Mm-hmm. And everyone thought he was going to enter his new renaissance, his second renaissance. Which is pretty impressive being 69 years old. Like, I, as yeah. you know, I'm a big Deborah Harry Blondie fan. Mm-hmm. And she's still putting out new music. I haven't bought a. I did buy one maybe three, four years ago. But I don't think she's really had a good album since that Maria song. Yeah. Um, and that was like 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, more power to her. She's going to be 71 this year. Oh. So. Yeah. Oh, she, I, I remember. what, And you see, well, you put up the picture of him and, and her. Yeah. David um, Bowie and Debbie. This album, I thought, like, was pretty different. It wouldn't be the first album I would point someone to. Mm-hmm. A change in style, because it's very jazzy. And incidentally, some people think that because David Bowie was really into sax, the prominence of sax on this album was also part of the whole farewell tour hmm. of Bowie. For a lot of artists, that like is such a dramatic change after so many years, you wouldn't care. Like you know, when the Rolling Stones put out new music, you don't give a shit. 
And for a lot of artists, it wouldn't matter. But Bowie could pull it off because Bowie has never gone backwards. He's always gone forwards. So you actually, if you're a Bowie fan, you're almost expected to be different. That's pretty cool. Sorry. I don't, I don't know. Have to apologize. I feel like I've been tangential. <laughs> so what do we? So we were talking about favorites. Uh-huh. Um, Many faves. What uh, some favorite Bowie songs? You want to read some listeners? Yeah, let's go over some listeners, then we'll discuss ours. Favorite so. Bowie songs. Right. Um, you can go ahead. All right, gotta get my list. And there are no wrong answers here. I had actually asked someone uh, earlier tonight. Well, my brother Patrick was talking to someone. And I asked that person because... Was his name Alan? No, it wasn't Alan. No. It was uh, Michael K. Okay. And apparently he got a David Bowie tattoo. Oh, really? That's so I got awesome. excited and I was like, oh, you actually want his favorite Bowie song. You should is. totally get like a tattoo. I should. Get the, get the lightning bolt. Yeah. But, On um, your face. Aw. <laughs> I can't join the army then. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so basically he said, you're going to be our judgmental. But I was like, no, I'm not. So I don't think there's such thing as a, a bad Bowie song. Even though someone did give me a joking answer and I told them they were disqualified from the competition. <laughs> but you are biased, if I would have to say. I am. Point, well, but, am I? Well, we'll, we'll see All right, about let me read. <laughs> let me read my friends. All right. First off, Shar Shar. Your ma's. My ma's, who doesn't like my to make... BFF. Your biffer. Yes. Who hates making chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. She said, let's dance. She she um, actually made me some chocolate chip cookies. I wouldn't be they surprised. They were delish. I wouldn't be surprised. So, Mommers says, let's dance. Okay. Made, not popular, but I always think of Gia. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Because that's the first time she does H. Yeah, that's When she's right. like... Gia's like, I'm all wired. And her friend's like, yeah, do some, do some H. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then it gets really, like, weird. That's a great movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. Love it. With uh, Angelina Jolie. Yes. The guy I work with, Jim. Mm Mm-hmm. He said, and he was, again, he was like, I feel ashamed because he seems like easy answers. Mm -hmm. Um, He said, like, Space Oddity Mm -hmm. or The Man Who Sold the World. Cool. Which are both very good. Ironically, both early Bowie songs. Man Who Sold the World's a lot earlier than I thought it was. Mm -hmm. Second album. Okay, that doesn't surprise me. Not, eh. A girl I work with is Charlene. Mm-hmm. Ashes to Ashes. Cool. Mary was Modern Love, which I love. Modern Love is a very good song. Yeah, I, They're all very good I, songs. I will talk about Modern Love. All right, good. Love. Nick said Dancing in the Street. And I said, you are disqualified, sir. And I don't think, I think he was joshing with me, obviously. But if that's his favorite song, he's welcome to it. I respect it. And that was when he kissed Mick, Mick Jagger. Yes. In the video. And then they, they, Jerry Hollowell find him in bed or something like that. <laughs> Jerry Hollowell. It's Jerry whatever. Jerry Hollowell's. I know. I knew it was wrong. Spice. I knew it was wrong as um, I said I it. I forget. Jerry. Damn it. I don't. It doesn't that. matter. Go ahead. We don't, shouldn't talk ill of the dead and Big Jagger. Uh, Nick. Another Nick. The one you met, Nick. Uh, okay. He is really into Queen Bitch. Also, okay. also Young Americans. He's been playing a lot of Young Americans in the animal cages i am a zookeeper as you all know i specialize in wombats which unfortunately hate music they're the only animal that hates music paul pj longsack says uh look back in anger from lodger the third part of the berlin trilogy um mike w 
I'm like, well, I'll just say people. I don't know. They don't I feel shit. weird. I guess they don't. They're probably not listening anyway. Uh, we are dead off of Diamond Dogs. Thomas T. Perrin Mitchell um, went with Under Pressure or Space Oddity. Alex Crowley, Nick's brother, mm-hmm. Nick Crowley's brother, who gave us the fallacious answer. Modern Love again. Mm-hmm. And then Kyle said the Chubby Little Loser song from Extras. Did you ever see the David Bowie episode? Nah, of, it's actually a good watch when you get home. So it's basically um, Ricky Gervais goes over to sit with David Bowie. And he starts telling David Bowie about how he sort of like he had this idea for a sitcom. Mm-hmm. And they the, the network took control and turned him into a character. So David Bowie just started starts writing this song called Chubby Little Loser. And he's like talking about how he should kill himself. It's really funny. Anyway, it's good. All right. So what do you got? Um, from my Facebook when I put out the question. Sean Hill mm-hmm. put Let's Dance and Life on Mars. Good. Favorite cover was Nirvana. Favorite yeah. movie was Labyrinth. Uh, Mark Sakers put for, I guess, duet, The Christmas Song with Bing, Bing Crosby. Mm. Uh, Steve, uh, you met Steve, Stephen Trish. Yes. Uh, said Life on Mars and mm-hmm. Panic in Detroit and John, I'm Only Dancing. Yeah. Uh, Bob Hess, he put, that's uh, my stepfather-in-law. Yeah, I know. Uh, Space Oddity. Mm-hmm. Dave Mooney, one of the colonial crew, I'm Afraid of Americans, also liked for a cover, God Lives Underwater. Or sorry, sorry, Gold Lives Under, God Lives mm-hmm. Underwater, uh, Fame, um, and the movie was Prestige. Yeah. Kim Grosser, Bowie and Foo Fighters, Foo yeah. Fighters, whatever. Uh, Bob Nelson, good mm-hmm. old Bob, yeah. put a put the Prestige as favorite movie, and Jake Martinez put Ziggy Stardust, Fame, and Under Pressure. Yes. And those were our listeners. Thank you so much for All right. contributing so, and getting back to us. So movies, our friend April, mm-hmm. so Labyrinth. I had put actually. I like him in The Hunger, as John in The Hunger, but my favorite Bowie role is actually as Thomas Jerome in The Man Who Fell to Earth. I never saw it. It's a good movie. It's a very 60s movie, mm-hmm. or early 70s movie. I never saw that. I, I never saw Absolute Beginners. Never I, saw Absolute Beginners, actually. He's yeah. in that. He's in, a, he's in a bunch of stuff. Um, Just a Gigolo. Never saw it. It had Marlena Dietrich's in it. Actually. Oh, really? Like an old Marlena Dietrich. I have for my favorite Labyrinth, Goblin King, come on, he's throwing the baby yeah. in the air. It's just classic. It's good. The hair is just awful. Yeah. But, um, at the, I do like him as Tesla in The Prestige. Yeah, I, I mean, barely, who is I, Tesla? I, when I Wikipedia, I'm like, shit, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, And then Basquiat, he was Andy Warhol. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> he wow. was good in that. Like, he very, was good. Very small part. Um, but those were my favorite Bowie movie moments. The Hunger, which isn't a particularly good movie. Mm-hmm. And he's not in it particularly long. I don't I just remember it. Like I really seen like it in long. It's like Susan Sarandon, Catherine Dennehue or Dennehoe or whatever, and yeah. she's a vampire, and he's. Isn't a it like Rob Lowe in that too? Is it the hockey one? No, yeah. it's they're vampires. Well, I know, but I thought there was like Rob Lowe was in it. I'm... No, I don't think so. For all I know, it could be, and I just missed it. That's also a notable movie because there's like a girl. David Bowie and Catherine, I'm sure I'll correct her name in the next thing, the French chick, mm-hmm. who's the actual vampire, they like play music together and give her music lessons. It's really not obvious that she's a girl up until at some point she gives something away to indicate that she's female, but she looks like a, just a, she looks like she play on the Bad News Bears. I think I'm thinking of Youngblood. Is that the Yes, yeah, yeah, there you go. the Rob Lowe one. So favorite songs, what are your favorite Bowie songs? Well, it's a tough one. And there's a complex answer. I have five. I All have right. my top five. All right. Do you want to go first? Sure. All right. 
My fifth one I have is Space Oddity. Mm-hmm. Fourth, Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. Third, Rebel Rebel. Mm-hmm. Second, Modern Love. First is Suffragette City. Yeah. Suffragette City. Good. They're all good. They're all good. Mm-hmm. But I went back and forth. Like, one of my first memories of music is my mom listened to a lot of New Wave girl groups, mm-hmm. whatnot. Very influential on my musical choices back in the day. One thing I always remember her playing was Modern Love. So yeah. she used to make these chill tapes, and I'm putting <laughs> fake quotes up yeah, in there, of like songs that would give her chills. Like I swear Oh, to I was going to say, a chill tape seems like, yeah, yeah man, I'm going to be like doobie. It'd be like uh, the Bengals, like, close your eyes. <laughs> Like Eternal Flame uh-huh. and shit, but Modern Love was always one of it. So I grew up always loving oh, that song. I love it. I like the the, the beat. It was like do 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 the like the whatever. You doing Bangles or Modern? No, Love? I was trying to do the the. <laughs> now that's my Nirvana song from yeah. Smells, Smells Like Teen Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it's funny. So, so my one of my my first Bowie memory. Mm-hmm. I used to as a young lad, a very young lad. I'm going to stress that. Um, I used to sneak downstairs. And watch TV, like at 2 in the morning. Yes. At some point, MTV became a thing. And I remember... Rock the boat. No. Well, no. Be like... Like, kind of like enchanted, like enthralled, but like scared by the Ashes to Ashes video. That doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me that... That you were scared. (laughs) Well, it's weird because it's like... Everything's that single-tone sepia and like... A clown, because David Bowie's dressed as like a clown in it. But it's a really good, uh... Did you cry? No, I didn't cry. <laughs> Shut up, I don't cry. Only babies cry. Baby. <laughs> baby, oh baby. David Bowie... Had, there are several eras of David Bowie. Yes. Let me see, there's... I've divided them cleverly into the... The pre-glam era. Mm-hmm. Which basically is two albums. Basically, David Bowie and... The man who sold the world. Mm-hmm. Then it's the ten-year glam period, sort of his, the classical Bowie period. With that goes from Hunky Dory, and I say ends with Scary Monsters and Super Creeps. A ten-year period, which is where he and he peaks twice, because he hits with Ziggy Stardust and then the Berlin albums. Then there's sort of that weird the '80s period. We'll just call it that. Ends with Tin Machine, <laughs> and then the. The post-Renaissance David Bowie, which is all the, like, starts with black tie, white noise, and mm-hmm. ends with Black Star. See, I, I would say my favorite time periods of Bowie is the whole glam. Oh, definitely. And then kind of late 90s. I like, like, yeah. when he's doing, like, stuff with Nine Inch Nails and mm-hmm. shit. I, I just... Yeah. I'm going to give you one from each period. Cool. The first one is a tough... I used to... There's a time I would say Space Oddity. Mm-hmm. Um... I might actually go back and forth between that and The Man Who Sold the World. For reasons unrelated to David Bowie, I found myself listening to that song a lot. The short version is there's so Metal Gear Solid 5, a very popular video game. I sound like I'm like a Fox pundit who has no idea what fucking video games are. So I played Metal Gear Solid 5, which was by Hideo Kojima, who is really into David Bowie and like like all the Metal Gear stuff has a lot of references. Um, and Metal Gear Solid 5 begins with the man who sold the world on a cassette tape. It takes place in like 84, okay. I think. And spoilers, the song, which is about a guy meeting an imposter. And if you really listen to the lyrics, it's really fucked up. It's the whole game is basically, it's a spoiler for the end of the game where the main character, uh, Snake, 
who incidentally looks like Eyepatch David Bowie. Um, turns out he's not really the same guy. He's actually someone else posing. I thought he was No. Well, it's sort of that's come too, but... So anyway, I really got... I started listening to that song a lot again, and it's like really like... There's just something there. If we go into glam period, I would have to say... You didn't write this down? I'm thinking off the top. I did, and I forgot it. Probably Suffragette City. Although my favorite Bowie album of all time is Low. But I don't like... I don't... I'm like, none of my favorite songs are on there. It's a very easy... We talked about music versus um, songs a couple of times. Yeah. It's very much an album of music. There's an instrumental called Warsawa. It's about Warsaw. Uh, really? Well, it is, but I mean, so... And to bring it back it around like, there, you know that, like, Joy Division was originally good, called yeah. itself Warsaw, and they did it because David Bowie had that song. Okay. But it's, like, a really, like, somber instrumental, and it probably fits, like, if, if he was having a funeral, which he's not, it would be a good song to play. Then we go into 80s David Bowie, you gotta go with, like, um, Fame. Fame has a very specific lyric that I always took uh, to heart, and it's, Is it any wonder that I reject it first? And for some reason, it always stuck with me. That's cool. Um, and then as we enter the post-Bowie period, um, I would say uh, The Heart's Filthy Lesson off of Outside. Awesome. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> David Bowie. David Bowie. <laughs> Bowie. Um, how about your favorite cover? So we have some covers. I have a list of covers right here. As do I. My favorite cover, I have to say, it's probably most people's. This is the most everyone always talks about is Nirvana. Man I knew you were going to say it, and yeah. I think that might and be... And I do like the Bauhaus, Ziggy Stardust. I do, too. Well, that made them... That was sort of their first hit. Yeah. And we got to hear yes, Peter Murphy did. sing it a couple years ago. Did you um, listen to any ones I sent you? I listened to some of them. I don't have my list right the now. The AFI, Ziggy Stardust, Ziggy Stardust mm-hmm. is pretty good, and the Suffrage City... Get Up Kids was actually pretty damn good. I actually didn't listen Who to else, that Who um, else does damn good covers? Is Scott Whelan. Well, yeah, more. so he did like a million covers. He does covers. a ton, but he, he does a good job. Did he do like an album cover or did he just like cover a whole bunch of Bowie songs? I think songs? he just covered a bunch. Like he, did right. a fame, he did a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. I got a couple shout outs here. And I found a couple of like covers I had no idea existed. Oh yeah, let me say about, did anyone know there was a cover band, the Cybernauts? Or Cybernauts? No, you were just, I didn't yeah. know until today. Uh, it's members of De- uh, Def Leppard, Joe Elliott, and I forget who else. And they... They're just a cover band for David Bowie. Just mm. never knew that even existed. So yeah. it's kind of interesting information. So Here are a few of the more prominent covers. A couple of them are really weird. Okay. And not in a good way. The one that deserves special mention is Sue Horge. Or Horge. Okay. Oh, which okay. is the is a, a Brazilian musician. And he did all the acoustic Bowie songs on Life Aquatic. Mm-hmm. Um, Philip Glass, the composer... Actually, did two symphonies based on David Bowie albums. He did one on Low and one on Heroes, cool. Which would be the first two parts of the Berlin trilogy. The third one being Lodger. Awesome. Of course, the man who sold the world, Nirvana, I think is the one everyone thinks of. It's oh, the first yeah. one I always think of. Beck did Diamond Dogs. Yeah, he also did um, um, Sound and Vision. He also did uh, the entire first Velvet Underground and Nico album. Oh, really? Yeah, good for Beck. Um, the Cure, Young Americans. Yeah. I which know. I really liked, actually. Tears for Fears did Ashes to Ashes. Oh, really? That's actually, it's good, but like, at first it was like, did it just take Ashes to Ashes and play it? Yeah. But no, it gets that, let's see, um, Duran Duran did a couple, Space Oddity, we discovered you're legally obligated to cover Space Oddity. (laughs) 
Cat, it was Peter Murphy did it. Okay. Cat Power did it for a Lincoln commercial, which is actually pretty good for 30 seconds. Power Man 5000. Ooh, I have Smashing Pumpkins Kitty. Ooh, and nice. this one, like, weird European band called Awesome, A-S-O-N. Yeah. Odd. Um, Tangerine Dream. Ooh. And then, um, like, the one I discovered they didn't know was um, Kristen Wiig and David Do- Bowie do a duet of Space Oddity for Walter Mitty. Since no one would ever willingly watch Walter <laughs> Mitty, hopefully you can find that somewhere. We got a few more. Madonna did Rebel Rebel. Yes, I have that down too. So did Tegan and Sarah, but I yes. wasn't a big fan. I liked it, actually. Really? I, I like, thought it was pretty good. It was different. Um, the Joan Jett, Sherry Curry, and the Struts also did Rebel Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like for every cover we list, like 10 people did. I think Suffrage City, the most people did. Yeah. I don't know what you have. I've read Hot Chili Peppers, mm-hmm. big one. Yeah. As I said, Get Up Kids, The Horrors wasn't, was pretty good. Yeah, I saw that. Turbo Negro was really mm-hmm. good. Nerve Agent's good. Alice in Chains, I thought was god-awful. Yeah, like, I, I just thought it stand sucked. It. Scissor Sisters and Franz mm-hmm. Ferdinand, pretty good. Yeah. The Blitz, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Penetrators, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, oh. awful. Yeah. Oh, you know what else was pretty bad? A Place to Bury Strangers. I don't know if you've listened uh, to that band. No. Very odd. I, I just mm-hmm. didn't think it was that good. Wakefield with Mary-Kate o- Olsen. Oh, all right. <laughs> and uh, Venomous Concept, which is members of Napalm Death, oh. which is actually pretty yeah. decent. And that was my Suffrage City. All right. I have the Polyphonic Spree did uh, five years. Okay. So did Placebo. I so did see that. And then I think there's actually, uh, David Bowie did a couple duets with Placebo. Oh, okay. Which actually, I have Without You, I'm Nothing, which is really good. Hmm. But uh, Dinosaur Jr. did Quicksand. I did see that. That was really good. Um, The Melvins, Station to Station. Okay. Uh, Super Chunk, Scary Monsters and Super Creeps, that was pretty good. And then Kim Wilde did Coots. Okay. Let's Dance, Queen. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) This is uh, weird. Golden Years, Marilyn Manson, oh, I have James that. Murphy, LCD Sound System. Yeah. Under Pressure, he said Food Fighters. There's also Eddie Vedder and Ben Harper. And then there was mm-hmm. My Chemical Romance and The Fused. Oh. Life on Mars, Fallout Boy, Flaming Lips. Flaming Lips did a bunch of Bowie covers. And Barbara Streisand. Yeah. I would, as an aside, like if you look at a lot of lists, a lot of them list Life on Mars as the number one Bowie song. Which reminds me, one I forgot more importantly, Shirley Manson did Life on Mars for a benefit. Now, not recorded, but you can find it on YouTube, and it's it's really good, but it's really just showcasing her singing and yeah. his songs. Modern Love, Lucero, Lucero, I can't, I've heard of the band before, I can never say their name. Pretty good cover, actually, and Matchbox 20. Yeah, yeah. Heroes, Toadies, Oasis, Nico, Peter Gabriel, Flaming Lips, Blondie, on the radio. Um, Gene Genie, Scott Whelan, Van Halen, and then I don't know if you've ever heard of Arvoir Simone, but they covered Oh You Pretty Thing. Oh. Um, and then Moonage Daydream, White Stripes and the White Stripes and the Killers. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds good. Um, and then Tori Amos. I don't know the song, but she covered After All. But apparently, I'm not entirely sure what I song that no, is. I have no idea, but it, it was supposedly a cover. And then Morrissey did Drive In Saturday. And also, yeah. Bowie and Morrissey covered T Rex Cosmic Dancer oh. at uh, one of their live concerts in 91. Mm-hmm. And I forget of, what of Montreal did, but their cover was really good. Might have been Modern Love. I don't remember. Yeah, I think it did. I had that Al- down Alex at one wrote point, it down, but... and I. Yeah. I forgot to transfer mm-hmm. it. I have, uh, like, Duran Duran did, like, a couple of songs. They did Boys Keep Swinging. 
in fame along with the Eurythmics. And I think that's about it. I think that's about it as far as There's covers. There's a ton of covers. So here's something I want to ask you. Okay. Many things I want to ask you. So Under Pressure, I don't. I always think that is a Queen song and not a David Bowie song. I, I could see that. I think it, yeah, I just think happened to think it was more as a Queen, which you know. I mean, it's both, but yeah, I mm-hmm. I kind of agree with you there. I think more Freddie Mercury because Freddie Mercury I think kind of steals the show more than I think yeah than David Bowie. Yeah. Um, the only man on earth who could. So I have a couple of Bowie music memories that I'd like All to right. share with you. When I think mm-hmm. of David Bowie, as I said, I think of my mom first playing Love yeah. in Love. And then, do you remember driving with me, taking pictures? Yes, I thought of this as we were. Um... Drive. I used to be a photographer for a marketing company, and I'd have to take pictures of different apartment complexes throughout the Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland. And we were going to Baltimore DC. that day. Yeah, we went to like Silver Springs, mm-hmm. Maryland, which is you know the stones throw out of D.C., Baltimore, a bunch of other places. So me and Lord were driving, and I swear we listened to Fashion. Yeah. A thousand times. Turn the left, fashion. Turn the so, right. Uh, that's one of something I always think of when I hear Bowie. And then, do you remember at Fridays? I could not find who the hell covered this. There used to be an awful changes cover. Oh, was it like? And um, we'd be drinking at Fridays, and it'd be like, it was just awful. And I just remember drinking, and being like, who the hell is this? You know, it was on rotation. Here's here, what I'll say. Every week. When I was doing the cover thing, I I, I thought of that. Yeah. And then didn't bother to follow up because I can hear it. Yeah. Because it's be a better woman. Yes. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, yeah, it's just horrible. You know, they're CC and diet. Do you. <laughs> can someone cover their own songs? And David Bowie covers all Because, you know, he wrote like. Was it. He actually wrote. Was it Changes? He wrote that for Mott the Hoople and then he did it after the fact. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Just like. That's you, one thing. Did he write all the young dudes for Mott the Hoople? Because that came up a bunch, and I was like, this is Mott the Hoople. He might have, like, you know, like, he wrote songs for Mott the Hoople because he didn't want them to break it. Like, how you might be like, oh, this song, it sucks that this band broke up, I'll never get more songs. David Bowie's like, I'll write these people a song. <laughs> he wrote Arcade Fire a song. Um, he, no, he, I don't think he wrote it, he did background, it was Reflector. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a pretty good song. And then people, he produced The Idiot. Okay. Or sort of engineered it. I know he got, um... Iggy Pop credits him with getting his shit together. Well, uh, you know, that Velvet Goldmine movie is, uh, you know, just totally true factual. story. Well, I was about to say, supposedly TVC 1-5 mm-hmm. is about just a whacked out Iggy Pop, like, talking to the TV. <laughs> oh, it must have been a wonderful day. Oh, um, yes. Do you, are there any There's David a lot Bowie of people covers in, in, that, that? in that Velvet Goldmine. Yeah. You got Ewan McGregor. Yeah, that's right. Um, what's his face from the Tudors and... The hell was that dude's name? I can't. It's been so long. Isn't Christian Bale in Christian it? Bale's like the kid that wants to be David Slade. I can't. I cannot yeah. for the life of me. What the hell is his name? He's in a ton of shit. He was in that Bee Monkey movie. Um, Bee Monkey. <laughs> he was the brother. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of the stu- the worst movies for him. I can't remember. They called me Bee Monkey. If you remember, I will shoot us a message on Facebook mm-hmm. and whatnot. So let me think. Um, so Ashes to Ashes, sneaking down is a big one. Um, of course, fame. Yeah, I think we fashion. Are. I mean, turn to live. Do you know a bunch of uh, the, some of the ex band members are playing down at the Colonial? Yeah, Holy Holy or something. Yeah, pretty much everyone but uh, Mick Ronson, I guess, and yeah. whatnot. You know the story that like if that, that final Ziggy Ziggy Stardust show, like that's when the rest of the band found. 
that they weren't going to be Ziggy Stardust anymore. And I don't think he really had contact with him after that. Yeah. Oh, well. Although, like, Tony Visconti, who produced his last couple of albums, I think was of that era. Space Oddity, I used to listen to. I remember that non-stop. as a kid. Yeah. And I remember being thinking it's the super sad. It is super sad. Because yeah. I'd be like, I remember asking my sister, mm-hmm. I was like, so, uh, what's this song about? And she's like, oh, this guy's just going to die in yeah. space. And I was like, that's pretty sad as a yeah. fucking seven, eight year old. It's really bad. Yeah, it's really sad. I used to listen to that in uh, Lola, The Kinks Lola. Yeah. Which is an excellent album, but you can't get on iTunes. You have, you have to like, order the CD. That's that Ray Davies. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, both Davies, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Didn't he have a kid with um, Chrissy Hines? Yeah, Ray Davies, mm-hmm. I believe, and Chrissy I think it's Ray Davies. It's yeah, one of the Davies and sure. had a kind, yeah, had a kid. And the kid's probably like 25. Yeah, Or older. I'm sure. Probably is like my age. I think it's a girl. 27. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. So you can't even say it with a straight face. I guess we should start wrapping this. Yeah, yeah. We're going, up. wow, we're going to hit now. Yeah. First time ever. Well, we're going to have to cut out a lot of your... Uh, uh. <laughs> you're a lot of yours so I'm going to leave all yours yeah. in and be like well that Lou is a quite well spoken <laughs> individual and his drunken idiot partner oh no and of course um, I don't know I was going to say something about the song Joe the Lion which is a really good song off Heroes oh like um, I don't know like, oh, fuck there's no way to put this in because it's something I remember so I started watching Venture Brothers because another spoiler because David Bowie is a character in Venture Brothers as is oh, cool Iggy Pop and Klaus Nomi. You remind me of the baby. It seems like I should have worked in that story about seeing the David Bowie is exhibit in London somewhere. We're a little disorganized as always. I thought you would bring that up. Yeah, I completely forgot because I was going to bring it up with Lance. I'll tell it now. I'll tell it now if we cut it out or if I have to insert it, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Three years ago, took my first trip to London. A large part of that. Hello. Was, hello. I was like, would you like a lorry? Who knows, maybe I'll cut this for next time, but I'll tell it now and then I'll Would cut it like later. Would you like Andy Lewis? Yeah, yeah it was weird. And was, I was like, yes. Keith Richards there? Yeah, I was like, oi, let's get this done, shall we? And he's like, you do for me. So I, I get the glove. He's like, no, your mouth, your pretty mouth. And then I was like, I was crying a lot, yeah. and I did. And he's like, go ahead, clean yourself up. No one will believe you. And he didn't know someday I'd have... A free podcast yeah. uh, that 50 people listen to if we're lucky. Um, 50 or 15? Well, we have 50 people have, in Toto liked our oh, podcast. So I'm right. assuming they all listen religiously. Yes. So They're anyway. Like, Fuck yeah, the new podcast is up, motherfucker. Are you sure about the new podcast? They said um and tuh a lot. They did not smack a lot. I- that Jamie must rib that loose something fierce. <laughs> At the time, David Bowie was had there. Well, there's a limited edition David Bowie exhibit. David Bowie, called David Bowie is, and it's sort of a whole bunch of David Bowie memorabilia. It was the history of David Bowie. Um, you had to buy. I bought a ticket three months in advance, and it was the last ticket for that show. So this sold out every show. So I went. It was at the VNA, Victorian Albert Museum. I may have taken some Percocet yes. and it may have been six months after my stomach surgery I had surgery and I may not have realized that I would absorb it really quick and I may have been really stoned that day you may have gotten kicked out for exposing yourself no I did not I'll cut that out I go in and it was amazing and by the way they were like they had like they gave you one if you saw a camera because everything's copyrighted they're like put your camera away yeah. they saw it twice they kicked you out 
it was more security than I they had at the Dead Sea Scrolls, which I saw three months before. And remember, Dead Sea Scrolls, these 3,000-year-old scrolls. Well, they're fake. They're fake. Well, you know, because the Earth's only 10,000 years old. Yeah, I got 10,000? 6,000 years old. Yeah. The Earth. Yeah. Okay. That's so. how the Dead Sea Scrolls yes, are fake. Yes. I was. You get me? Yes. I no, I'm not serious. It took me a second. There. Yeah. It's okay. It's that, uh, that's uh, water I'm drinking. Yeah. It's, it's uh, potato water. <laughs> yes. So it was really amazing. And the coolest thing I saw there personally was a letter from Elvis to mm-hmm. David Bowie. But the thing that really struck me was there was a, mo- a room that was just showing movies. Mm-hmm. And actually they were just showing Labyrinth. And it was like 30 kids. Were Je- they getting thrown in the air? No, it was literally the one scene from Labyrinth when um, Jareth mm-hmm. is waiting for her to wish that her, he takes her brother away. And like I said, there are 30 kids who are just sitting cross-legged on the floor like little English potatoes watching like enthralled. And when the movie loop started again... They would not move. They watched it over and over again. Maybe they were on the Percocet as well. Maybe. So I want to say, one, drugs are for losers. Hugs, not drugs. And two, I guess the idea I would like to say is David Bowie, this would be my profound statement, means the same thing to everyone in a completely different way. Because... Heavy, dude. It was heavy, but, you know, I really... He was very important to me. He is very important to me. Um, and a whole bunch of other things. I think we're rambling now. I think you're rambling. I'm not rambling. Well, <laughs> so folks, um, I hope you enjoy David Bowie. Yes, yes. And we'll... any any plans for this weekend, there, Lou? Uh, no, we'll be playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Sounds like a ball. Word up! Yeah, that it sucks that we lost a uh, very influential rock icon as they say i mean it sucks his legend lives on through his muzak and i said i sort of take solace in the fact that he um the way he died not the way he died because he died horribly like we all do um the timing of his death was sort of an act of performance art in and of itself he dropped an album on a friday he died monday and like I would say, like on some level, I think David Bowie would have appreciated the theatrics of it all. I agree. He'd probably appreciate living more. All right, folks, you have a good week. We'll be back with you at some point in the future. Yes, we will. And hopefully there's life on Mars. <laughs> oh, God damn it. God damn it. Awesome. All right. Thanks for everyone for checking us out and... Uh, going on Facebook and uh, putting your ideas and comments down. Yes. We very much appreciate us. You appreciate can find it. us on Facebook at Trash South Street and you can also find us on iTunes under Trash South Street. And please, if you have a mind, leave us any sort of review. That's the only way we know how many people are actually listening. Yeah. We, we had a review on iTunes. Yay! Yay! Awesome. Thank you. Um, please, yeah, leave a review. It could be like, just use the stars or be like, it's cool or these guys suck. Whatever. Well, we appreciate you. the feedback. And, and please let us know. All right. Thank you, Thank guys. Thank you all. All right. See you next time. Leaders. This is ground control to Major Tom.
Tin can. 